0: Okay, so uh, exterior Wimbledon day.
1: (laughs) Hold on. I think
2: you should uh, start off this one.
1: Are we in media res? Do you just want to be playing a game? Yeah. All right. Let's say that was the end of a set and we are switching sides of the court. Okay.
0: All right. The camera is panning over this well-appointed, meticulously maintained tennis court, uh, on Earth, as Captain Varel gets a uh, precise return past uh, Ensign Everly for the set. Ugh.
1: Okay, I will. I will give you that I have not played tennis in a while, so I'm just a little rusty. But I, I appreciate you not holding that, Captain. This is a fun game that you're teaching me, Ensign. Mm, hmm There's something about teaching the captain a game and then completely losing that really makes you feel good, right? I believe we're changing
2: sides now, is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, we'll just switch sides and then we'll start again. Yeah, and you have the first serve, captain, so, um, I I don't know, we could take a break. Did you want to take a break, maybe? Uh, no. No? No. Let's continue. Ah, uh, okay, we can continue playing tennis. <laughs> Whew, I should have stretched more.
2: I think uh, as as the captain changes sides of the court, like she's definitely got the the ponytail swishing. She seems to be enjoying herself, while not not smiling too broadly.
1: And Rena and the captain pass each other, and Rena like just kind of like like eye contact for a hot second, and then just back down because she's a little embarrassed because she likes showing that she's good at things, and this feels like she's not suddenly. <laughs>
2: When they take their their opposite positions again the captain will like you know do that warm-up bouncing the ball a little bit and she'll she'll look over and i think the 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 sun at this point what is now against her but thankfully she's a romulan so it's not that big of
1: a deal oh that's a good point are you prepared now (sighs) And she spins a racket in her hand and like like crouches down she just goes uh, yes, sir. Whenever you're, whenever you're ready. And I think the the tennis ball just like hard, fast
2: zooms right towards Everly, and, and ex by extension the
1: camera.
3: <laughs>
1: Let's say that first serve caught Rena off guard, and so she's sort of like Wah! one foot out the way a little bit, and was like 20 love, sir.
0: Bridge to Captain Varel. Uh,
1: just when it was getting good,
2: go ahead.
0: Captain, Starfleet has signal that they are prepared to begin the test at your convenience.
2: Give us about two more minutes, Torek. Are you sure you want those two minutes? You can go, Captain. I don't mind. Alright, we will um take a rain check, as you humans say. Mm-hmm.
1: That is, it. That is it. yes, rain check sounds great. And in the meantime, I will spend time in the gym. Uh, and then, um, almost reluctantly, the Captain, like,
2: starts to to leave the the holodeck you know clearly she 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 looks sort of down at her little tennis uniform and it's got like the the pure white with like some green trim she goes you know i wonder if we can make this an alternative to our captain's variant
1: (laughs) and then she'll leave so the captain leaves the holodeck and rena stays for a second and just like Waits till she's, like, really gone and then just, like, crouches down and goes, "'Oh, my muscles.'"
0: Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your
3: GM for this mission.
2: This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel.
3: I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar.
4: Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai.
1: My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katerina Everly.
0: Ganymede, Part 1. We come back from our first commercial break. Coming in on the bridge, probably as Captain Varel arrives, you have time to change into your uniform if you would like to.
2: Yeah, I would change. I would change into like a more official uniform.
0: Um, And I presume at the very least Kai would be on duty for this. Commander Mosfar probably also. Endeavor's current mission is having returned to the transorb conduit that you created uh, last episode, or last mission, whatever word I'm using for the arc. Starfleet is preparing to send a starship with a skeleton crew through the conduit to basically make sure that, like, other starships can travel through the conduit safely. You know, ones that don't have all of Endeavor's up-to-date technology. Because, characteristically, starships have had trouble with transport conduits. As the captain enters the bridge, Lieutenant Tarek turns and says, Captain, the USS Ganymede is on standby for your signal.
2: Let's begin scanning first and then we will hail the Ganymede uh if everything looks stable we'll give them the go ahead uh, what is the status of the transwarp conduit
4: everything looks good captain
2: open a channel to the Ganymede do I know this captain's name
0: the current commanding officer of the Ganymede is a commander Inra. She is an Andorian. It's up to you whether or not you've crossed paths with her before.
2: Um, why not? It looks good, Enra. Uh, why don't you come and see what it's like on this side of the galaxy?
0: It'll be my pleasure. On the view screen, the bridge of the Ganymede is largely vacant. There's only a handful of officers. Because of the nature of the test, Starfleet is basically sending a, a minimal crew of specialists on this ship. So it's largely probably operated autonomously by the ship's computer. Hopefully we'll see you in just a few minutes,
4: Captain Varel.
2: Uh, we'll be waiting for you on this end
4: I feel like I should have sent along Like a, a final to-do list Or checklist or something for them I, I know they don't have the same systems We do but uh, They know they need to be going at least uh, Warp 3 right? That they go any slower than that when they enter That might cause um, well, Some nasty gravimetric feedback
2: They have the checklist Kai Don't worry
4: because if they don't double check the ionic field Dampeners, that's uh, We just really Hope this goes smoothly
2: Enra isn't One for overlooking the details
4: Captain Ganymede has
0: entered the transwarp conduit
2: Alright, uh, let's keep a track On it and see how things go
0: So for the um, Short Duration of the Ganymede's trip through the conduit Endeavor is just on standby Watching for anything out of the ordinary, and for better or worse, probably for better, everything looks pretty normal. Until the Ganymede gets to the other end. Uh, On the view screen, the Ganymede, a uh, Luna-class starship, pops out of the conduit uh, and immediately is sort of spinning end over end. Its warp nacelles flicker and, and... The light in them dies.
2: Let's get a hold of them. Can we catch them with the tractor beam?
0: I will try, Captain. I'm going to go ahead and roll for the ship. Well, you hear Tarek's console complain several times about whatever he's trying to make it do. Ganymede's velocity is too strong for the tractor beam to stop it.
2: What about a lock on the life signs? Can we beam them out?
0: Locked on, Captain.
2: Beam them over now.
0: Energizing. The sounds from Tark's console sound much more agreeable this time. As uh, on the view screen, Ganymede kind of tumbles past Endeavor. Not like close. Close by space standards, maybe, but not like, Oh no, the ship almost ran into us. Tark reports that all four of the crew members that were aboard Ganymede have safely arrived in Transported Room 3.
2: Well... That's, uh, one less thing to worry about. How does the ship look?
0: Sensors detect significant damage, but I believe it will take some time to assess fully. I
4: would like to be a part of the assessment team when we send one over.
2: I think that's fair, Kai. There might have been something that happened in the conduit that uh, affected the ship, and we'll need your expertise.
4: Or something that happened to the ship while well, it was en route. I've got a couple of early ideas, but I won't know for sure until I look at their systems, and until I have a proper skin of the aperture.
2: Where is Mozafar at this time, Brad?
3: Well, when the ship came tumbling out of the conduit, he would have stood up, sort of uh, watching that, and would have gone over to look over the shoulder of Torek. And looking at the data that was coming across, that
2: Commander, do you want to, uh, do you want to have a talk with the other ship's crew, or would you like uh, to take over the bridge for the moment?
3: Well, Captain, I'd prefer to stay on the bridge at this moment and go over the data that's coming in from the other ship.
2: I'm going to go talk with the captain. If you have time later, I'd like you to talk with some of the others, just in case this was uh, a bit of an experience for them given your particular skills.
4: Agreed. Do you want me to come down there with you and talk to whoever... whoever is serving as our technical expert?
2: Uh, yes. Kai, why don't you come with me?
4: It's like we have that shot of the transporter room doors opening as we're coming down to to greet them and we get our first look at who these four crewmen are.
0: So in addition to Commander Inra, who is a female Andorian, there are three others. A human, a Benzite, and a Trill. Uh, the human's in Engineering Gold, the Benzite is in Science Blue, and the Trill is in Command Red, but probably like Helmsman Red, you'd guess because they look youngerish. Everybody besides Commander Enra is wearing uh, Lieutenant Pips.
2: Well, I was hoping to have you over here, but I didn't expect it quite this quickly. Enra?
0: Oh, that was quick thinking all the same. Something went really wrong in there.
2: But the Ganymede so far hasn't exploded. Let's hope for the best.
0: Wouldn't want to lose a ship under my command when all I had to do was fly it in a straight line.
2: I'm sure there's a bit more to it than that. Uh, Would you like to take a few minutes? We're going to figure out what happened and hopefully get you back on your feet.
0: We're of course at your disposal as well. Although I wouldn't mind if my crew were able to go to sickbay and get checked out.
2: By all means. I'll have someone escort them. Captain to Ensign Everly. Everly here. Meet me at the transporters. We have a few crew men who need to go to sickbay and I'd like you to keep an eye on them. On my way.
0: Uh, does anybody have any particular scenes they want to have happen before convening in the conference room?
3: I think I'd like something with Turok to get see a little bit more about the information that we're getting from the other ship at this point in time like telemetry data, anything odd that occurred that's stands out so basically is sitting there watching the information coming over and what is it saying about the telemetry data
0: Ganymede is experiencing severe power fluctuations cause unknown
3: anything on the ship's uh, data recorder saying whether the fluctuations occurred before after or during. The trans
0: The main computer is unresponsive. We may need to send an engineering team over before we can access that data. Fortunately, Ganymede has come to a stop, dead in space.
3: Get us full scans of everything we can get on Ganymede at this point. Is there anything other than the power fluctuations that you're seeing at this point in time?
0: Minor damage to the ship's hull integrity.
3: Location of the damage? Widespread or localized? Widespread. Thank you. Beam the information over to, uh, me as well I'd like to study that some Have some questions that commander He walks away And Begins looking at Looking at that And pulls up an image Of Lieutenant Kai And Ash has a thoughtful look On his face
0: leah instant everly arrives at the transporter room to escort the ganymede crew to sickbay. bay
1: is it all four of them or am i only taking the three
0: uh you'll take all four
1: okay
0: the commander and will go too. um they you know it looks like they may have gotten a few bumps and bruises but no, nothing is visibly like seriously wrong there aren't any gashes or burns or anything on them so
4: probably probably routine right probably
1: that sounds routine.
4: As long as nobody mutates into a lizard.
1: <laughs> That's next story.
4: You know, I just decided what if what if
0: Threshold but also Jurassic Park.
4: I mean, that would make it better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they mutate into raptors and start killing everybody? Yeah. Commander Inra the Andorian uh greets Instant Everly and as uh, as you're heading towards Sickbay Says, this must be an exciting posting.
1: Oh, of of course it is. It's a whole new part of space. Who so wouldn't be excited to be here? And grateful, of course.
0: And on an impressive ship, state of the art.
1: Mm. Mhm. Did you know it's the only ship of its class? Wait, you definitely already knew that. Um. Mhm. Yep. Great. It's really fun to be here. Uh.
0: You must have shown great promise. To be on such a important mission, I can I can see that you're enthusiastic about your work that's always a great sign.
1: Oh, uh, always, commander. Yeah. Uh, of course. Mhm. Um, uh, we're almost to sick day Now.
0: It looks like uh commander Inro is about to say something more and then the uh human in the group, again the the human female in engineering gold stops in the corridor and looks vaguely ill for a moment and then falls over
1: uh oh uh I'm gonna trip my badge and say uh a medical emergency just down the corridor from sick day we need someone here now and then bend down to to check on the human
0: cool give me a medicine hmm what would this go with under these circumstances is first aid daring did I make that up uh, no, first aid is daring. Cool, give me a daring medicine, Leah. Oof,
1: oof. One difficulty? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, she's, she's not for, good at those. For for purposes
0: of at least, uh, you know, basic checks for significant bad signs of things.
1: Cool. If I scrunk this up, she's not going to die, right? <laughs> You're not
0: going to kill her, no.
1: Cool. So, one success. Okay. But the the other one's a
0: 20. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so you have two options. You do succeed, so that's great. But rolling a 20 means that a complication is created. You are allowed to buy off that complication by uh, spending two momentum or giving me two threat, since you currently have no momentum to spend. That's an option. It, of course, means that I have more threat to create complications later. Alternatively, you could just take the complication, which is something that could be dealt with later as a result of other roles and so forth. I think in this case, I would probably be inclined to make it a complication on Everly in particular about something about like being uncertain or or shaken by like feeling unprepared or something like something character based.
1: Uh, as long as that complication's on me and not this poor NPC, then yeah, I'll take. That.
0: Okay, cool. So I guess I'll give you the the results of your success. You are quickly, you know, on on your knees next to this lieutenant. Um, you hear, for for sake of being able to refer to her, you uh, when she fell over. Commander Inra turned and said, "Lieutenant Alexander," in an alarmed fashion. So Lieutenant Alexander is is on the ground, looks unconscious, uh, but you ver- you quickly do like your your initial sort of checks, making sure she's breathing, making sure she's got a pulse, checking for any sort of like obvious signs of, of damage or severe something happening here. And at least verify that like she doesn't seem to be choking or like having a heart attack or anything like that. Her breathing doesn't seem obstructed. She's got a pulse, even though it is a little bit erratic. And you perform a couple like basic first aid things that are just like always good good things to do when when you're not really sure what's wrong yet um but it just feels everything just feels so overwhelming to some degree this is so sudden and like you were already kind of maybe off balance a little bit because of the attention of this commander and you really want to perform i assume so maybe that makes you self-conscious or something like what how do you think everly would be feeling about not really being able to do much more than say, yep, she has a pulse. Um
1: is this sort of an internalized thing or is this something that they that that needs to be expressed outwardly?
0: Um it can be internalized to, to Everly. It would just it would mechanically be the complication we're getting. But Everly doesn't have to say it, you know?
1: Okay, cool. Uh that was what I was double checking. Because that would be a weird sentence to start saying. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. The commander got a little bit too close in the how'd you end up on the starship, uh Question line and probably still is not feeling super great after like the last mission. And then again is not a doctor and like has nothing to offer. So uh self-conscious is one word. I would say almost useless is another. Uh this this is gonna knock her down six to seven pegs for like a couple of uh the next few performance whatevers. This will be subdued.
0: Alright, alright. So let's call that complication almost useless. And uh, so you'll have that. It'll uh, bump up some difficulties when it feels thematically appropriate. But if you blow a future roll out of the water or some other event happens, we can make it go away. You know, when you get get back your confidence. Uh, fortunately, you weren't too far from sick bay, so you only have a few moments to be having this like crisis of confidence before the. Ship's doctor appears, who is playing the doctor,
4: Nicole, you didn't make him,
2: Dr. Harcrow.
4: Tell us about Dr. Harcrow.
2: <laughs> Dr. Harcrow is a handsome man, <laughs> and he's probably a good like six foot two. He swoops in. And confidently, like, takes over the emergency things. Uh, You know, medical tricorder in hand, calm, deep, reassuring voice. It'll be all right.
0: So, Nicole, give me, for uh, Dr. Harcrow, a... I think probably a daring medicine on his
4: part. Uh, Dr. Harcrow is a daring of eight and a medicine of four. Then his focuses are xenobiology, alternative medicine, and advanced medical research.
2: So you said eight and four. Yep. Okay. So, so twelve is your
4: number to beat.
2: Twelve or lower, and uh, what was my target number of successes?
0: Um, in this case, since I presume you you, you want to figure out what's going wrong, how to if this person can go to sick bay, what you should do when you get to sick bay, I'm going to say your difficulty by default is a three but a medical tricorder will bump it down to a two, which he has, there's no reason he wouldn't have it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, okay. All right. Dr. Harcrow, don't fail me now. Yes! Okay, a 10 and a four, so two successes.
0: It looks like Lieutenant Alexander's pulse is highly irregular, and um, basically a lot of other life signs are just kind of weird, but she looks safe to move, ish and you really need to get her into like one of the big diagnostic beds to really get an idea of what's going on because it looks like there's some bad things happening with her organs
2: quickly help me carry her to the bio bed uh, he, he shoots a like a uh, reassuring glance over at Everly and he goes help me carry her
1: uh, Everly nods and then goes to grab like nods silently goes grab legs I guess if you're at the head, so we bring her
2: in and lay her out on the main bio bed.
0: The rest of the Ganymede crew follows you in, of course, but stays out of out of Doctor Harkrow's way. They they know what needs to be done when when a Starfleet medical officer is on task. You turn on all the diagnostic equipment. The bio bed has you know one of those big. I, I'm sure there's a word for the things that like go like arc over the person in the bed and have all the screens on them uh, but I don't know what the word is you know like in Voyager all the time and all sorts of numbers that I don't personally understand but Dr. Harcro sure would start to
2: these are unusual readings
0: it looks like several of Lieutenant Alexander's organs are in a state of, of... well they look old
2: there is some sort of uh rapidly aging effect going through her body.
0: Yep. She she, by all appearances, is mid to late twenties, probably.
2: The tissue degradation of these organs is surprising. Apart from that, is there uh like any anything else like he's he's obviously gonna take over, do yeah. more medical stands. If there's a nurse present, he's gonna have each of the other crew members start being scanned and and everything as well see if they're showing similar signs
0: yep um, several several nurses on duty start to see to the other crew members while dr Harkrow focuses on lieutenant Alexander <laughs> So, we cut to Endeavor's conference room. The captain, Commander Mosafar, uh, Lieutenant Kai, Ensign Everly, Lieutenant Torek, and I'll say Commander Enra's been given a clean bill of health to come attend this, are all gathered around the conference table.
2: Was she cleared, like, from the medical check? Were there any of the others showing any signs of the same organ aging?
0: Dr. Harcrow has scanned everybody. Nobody else is showing signs of anything like that, but... He hasn't pinpointed the cause yet, so he wants to observe all of them. Commander Inro is probably mostly here because she wants to be. We can we can swing in as Kai is like loading
4: up her PowerPoint. In St. Everly, you've seen this PowerPoint before. It looks like it was part of the same presentation she she put on back at Starfleet Academy years ago. Maybe like a slide or two was different. The
0: cover slide still says, like fall 2412 or something
4: yeah (laughs) transwarp 101 um federation territory is expanded to a point that conventional warp drive just isn't cutting it anymore a trip from one end to the other takes months and months of travel never mind exploring beyond it warp 10 is an impassable barrier so what can we do enter transwarp. Now the Borg have utilized transwarp conduits for centuries. These tunnels through subspace allow ships to travel dozens of light years in mere minutes. Now our system is reverse engineered from the same technology but it has limitations. We need a ship to drill out the tunnel so to speak. That's Endeavor's job. It's really quite simple. Endeavor has only two specialized systems to help in its mission. The first is the tachyon emitter at the fore of the saucer section. We tend to just call it the tunneler or even sometimes uh, the drill for a shorthand. It generates an immense amount of tachyons to punch a hole through subspace and tear it as Endeavor moves forward at conventional warp speeds. A chronoton field of my own design protects the ship from adverse effects from the tachyons. Every 100 light years or so, the ship has to deploy a stabilizing ring to ensure the tunnel we just made stays open. Once a transwarp conduit is open, any ship can travel through it. The second unique system are Endeavor's secondary nacelles, located in the secondary hull. They don't boost our speed much, but what they do is reinforce our warp bubble. Drilling through subspace creates an immense amount of gravimetric shear, which could easily destabilize our warp field if sustained for too long. This way Endeavor can tunnel for 12 hours at a time at any speed from warp 5 to warp 9. So in the case of the Ganymede, um, two early ideas that come to mind... Well... Tachyons can have an effect on time and chronotons and things of that nature. It's why we have a chronoton field to protect Endeavor.
0: Commander Inra speaks up at this point. And this would be something Kai would know. The Ganymede was equipped with an experimental, um, more compact version of that chronoton field generator Lieutenant Kai designed as a way to make travel for ships without all of the other stuff safe in these conduits. We uh, saw some power fluctuations
4: to that field generator before things went wrong. Is it, so with those power fluctuations, that that's probably our culprit right there. I mean, Chronotons could easily have done the damage to Lieutenant Alexander and also could potentially be responsible for the ship dropping out of warp like it did. Or maybe there's more than one problem. We ran the thing at
0: warp at high warp speeds over and over again for weeks and didn't have any issues. We simulated thousands of times what
4: would going through this conduit would be like. But you never went through an actual conduit. It's still relatively new technology for us. We had a few ships that did tests for several years, and well, we encountered little complications all the time. Transwarp is well we're crossing over into essentially another dimension over into subspace and we're still learning the lay of the land as it were
2: was the ganymede refitted with any additional stabilizing nacelles like the endeavor
4: no that's my other potential culprit is uh possibly the warp field destabilized and i mean when you're folding subspace that can still cause some Nasty side effects. I
2: think we'll... We need to get a better look at the... The Ganymede. uh, And then we'll... See which seems more likely.
3: From the initial scans, there was just... uh, Surface damage done throughout... uh, The surface of the ship. And also... Unusual power fluctuations going on. So... It sounds like the power fluctuations have continued since... The jump into warp and through the conduit.
4: Is there any way we could safely beam aboard to take a look at the systems ourselves? Uh, Lieutenant Tarek takes that question since he's been scanning it. Life support appears to be
0: online and there are only minor hull fractures. The ships should be safe. Although, I would prefer if I let a security detail
4: just to be sure. Now, personally, I don't know that this is a I don't know how much help a, a group of security officers are going to be uh, Lieutenant there's also the danger of whoever does go aboard could be affected by the same tachyons or chronotons or whatever is causing this as the Ganymede crew
2: are there any signs of uh, lingering um, uh, tachyon radiation effects or anything like that on the ship
0: not above expected levels, Captain.
2: So, I think it best that my crew go over just to avoid any unnecessary exposure to the Ganymede crew. And she'll look over at Enra and just sort of, like, raise an eyebrow for a moment. Like, clearly this is more of a, I'm not trying to usurp your position, but a health issue. And I i personally would like to go over to the ship I do think Kai represents our best chance of having a familiar with this technology expert and, um, you know, it's not a bad idea, of Turek, to have some security. I think we'll take Everly along as well.
0: Captain, if I may, there's another security matter that I think would be particularly suited to instant Everly's talents. Oh? Since our own traversal of the transwarp conduit there have been several internal security alerts
2: this is the first time hearing of it
0: we first detected it while you were in your ready room speaking with lieutenant kai during our initial drilling i see the others occurred while we were otherwise dealing with the swarm i see i apologize for not bringing them to your attention captain i can alert you to all internal security alerts in future
2: well, by all means, let's have your protege be put on that task. Unless Everly has a preference.
1: I, I assume she's, like, maybe standing behind Torek or something. Uh, She shakes her head and doesn't say anything. No preference.
2: Alright. Uh, I think Torek wants you to get a little more familiar with the ship Everly, so... You go chase down these, uh, shadows, and, um, I'd like to stretch my legs a little bit, so I'm going to take the, uh, the away team over to the Ganymede.
3: Captain, if you don't, don't mind, I would prefer to stay behind with Ensign Everly. I did receive the original report from Everly at the time of our flight, and would like to follow up on this. It was, um, Deemed at that point in time to have been a malfunction.
2: Okay, I appreciate that you're following up in this matter. So, agreed. And besides, I'll feel more comfortable with you in charge of the ship while I'm gone. Well, is there anything else that needs to be brought to our attention? Alright, let's get to it. Um... Kai and Torek and I will go take a look around the Ganymede uh, and the rest of you find out what's going on the ship. Captain Enra, I do hope that you will be able to take this opportunity to get some rest and hopefully you and your crew.
0: As much as I'd love to be able to go with you, I, doctor's orders. Uh,
2: If you think of anything or come to any further conclusions about what may have happened, we will keep our comms open.
0: Of course. And you know where to find me. Sickbay. <laughs>
2: well, give my best to Dr. Harcrow. And then we'll break up the meeting.
0: We see uh, we see the OA team assemble and step onto the transporter pad to beam over to Ganymede uh, with, I assume, some tools and stuff.
4: Yep.
2: Well, we should probably take... Uh, Take an engineering like officer as well,
0: yeah, you can have a engineering team of a couple
4: a couple random engineering people. Um, Is this a good time to introduce one of our our unique pieces of technology for the for our timeline? yeah, actually that's that's a good idea. So we have a brief scene um of Kai collecting a number of very specialized looking tools and loading loading them up into a case she closes the case and then uh presses it to a what do we think this looks like like a rectangular device on her belt yeah probably and we see the tool case dematerialize as if it were caught in a transporter beam only it doesn't appear somewhere else and like a little little light goes off on the on the box confirming the safe uh upload of the uh the tools Lieutenant Tarek will
0: raise an eyebrow at that. He would. (laughs) I must admit, though I understand the science's sound, there is something less comforting about having our equipment in a transporter buffer than...
4: Than what?
0: Having to carry it in hand? Or, in the case of a phaser, in a holster, he pats his Type 2... I guess it might... I don't know if you'd call it a holster the way Starfleet does it, but, you know, it's slung to yeah. his belt. He does not dematerialize that.
2: I still think they should have named them buffer belts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Captain, you are within your rights to invoke some slang.
2: I just keep getting frowns from the admirals every time I reference that in my report. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's head on over.
0: You step onto the transporter pad and dematerialize. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at
4: BlueOfTheKin. You can find me online at TwelfthNight. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5E Midgard podcast, Omen's Call, which can be found at Omen's Call Pod on Twitter or at omen'scall.com.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host.
3: And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacInEvity1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one.
2: My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C O M P L E T E K N I G H T dot com.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. Yeah, that seems like a good that seems like a good place to cut the scene. Um so that'll be our cold open. Look
2: forward to the, the eventual callback when you're like trouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dice.
0: Or when, or when some Borg invade the ship and to fight them, you take them into the tennis program and hit them with tennis balls. That's how it works, Maybe.
1: right? I think that's how that works, yes. <laughs>